0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. Here's what you do. You gift a Pipsticks subscription to a kid you know. They will get postcards and stickers delivered to them from Pipsticks, and they will use them to write you a letter. Then you write them a letter and the next thing you know you're keeping in touch with a loved one through letters and that is so cool. Click the link in the show notes and visit Pipsticks for the coolest stickers and stationery. Now on to some shoutouts. Campbell from Auckland, New Zealand is a big fan. Happy birthday, Campbell! I hope you have a great birthday and your parents got you some mist fairy dust and a magical amulet that turns you into a mermaid underwater and a magic wand that does all kinds of cool stuff and a pet rainbow dragon for you to ride all around. But maybe you've already got all that stuff. I don't know. Happy birthday, Campbell. Hendrick and Ivan from Daroche, British Columbia like the stories. I think if you two were characters in the valley, you would be spies who owned a potion shop during the day, but at night... You investigated the Red Cloak Wizard Tribe. Thanks for listening, you two. And Ozzy had his fifth birthday this month. Happy birthday, Ozzy. I hope you got all the best things for your birthday, like uh, a pair of super sharp katana swords, and a pet mule like Master Momo has, and a cloak that makes you invisible, and some duck bombs, and a good guy gloop sidekick. Ozzy, I'm glad you enjoy the stories, and I hope your birthday was super cool. Now... On to today's episode. I want to remind everyone that this story was written in partnership with a listener named June. We had a meeting, and she shared ideas and helped craft the story. She is a big part of the reason that this series has turned out so good. Thank you for your ideas, June. I hope you keep telling stories. Now, on to Lost in the Valley, Part 7. The ninjas, June, and Rye traveled two uneventful days north to Troll Mountain. The closer they got to Troll Mountain, the more things around them changed. The clouds hung in the sky and blocked the sunlight. The trees and plants were covered in dark mosses and strangling vines. The ground beneath their feet turned to mud and muck. By the time they reached Troll Mountain, the land was dark and swampy. Finally, they sat hunched over, looking through some trees at the mountain, trying to remain hidden. This place stinks, said Bulis. I don't like it here. All the more reason to get this done quick, ninjas, said Tatiana. What do we see? Any places where we could sneak in? Everyone scanned the mountain, looking for some secret entrance they could get into without alerting all the trolls hanging out around the mountain. Everyone scanned the mountain, looking for some secret entrance they could get into without alerting all the trolls hanging about. The mountain itself was huge. It stretched up so high into the sky that you couldn't see the top. Near the ground were a few different cave openings, but there were trolls everywhere. Some trolls were fighting each other, others sharpened and prepared weapons, some were cooking food over big campfires, some trolls appeared to be training against each other. I count maybe 200, uh, 220 trolls out there, said Ben-Ben, and it looks like they are between us and any entrance to the mountain. Feels like this is going to be a distraction play, said Tatiana. We're going to need someone to draw the trolls away from the entrance so the rest of us can sneak in. I'll do it, said Stella. I can draw them away and then just teleport behind them to get inside and catch up with you. Great idea, said Tatiana. Why don't you start out by sneaking over there, okay, to that big tree, and then we'll... The hero's planning was interrupted by awful yells of some trolls. Over there! people! Get them! One troll had seen them and alerted all the others. They were found out. More and more trolls were pointing at the ninjas and soon every one of the green beasts was rushing in their direction. Distraction plan cancelled. I guess we'll just be fighting them all, said Tatiana. The heroes burst from their hiding place and ran to meet the attacking cave trolls head on. Tatiana released a volley of arrows into the charging mass of green beasts. Ben-Ben and Boulise followed up right behind the arrows, charging a path through the trolls. Stella teleported right into the middle of the pack and supported Ben-Ben and Bulis. June and Rai followed the ninjas into the fight. She blasted her magic into packs of trolls, knocking them back into the crowd like dominoes. Uh, hey Rai, yelled June, I could use a little help here. But the tired cat remained in June's backpack, sleeping and unaware of the wildness around them. Grunts and thuds and groans sounded off during the battle. June tried to stay close to the ninjas, but she soon became isolated and surrounded. She didn't know it, but the ninjas weren't doing any better. The sheer number of enemies overwhelmed them, and they were barely keeping the trolls at bay. The ninjas could feel trolls grab them by the arms, trying to tie them up. The ninjas wildly slashed and swung in all directions to keep from getting captured. Tatiana! Stella! June called out, but received no reply. She heard only the sounds of battle. Everywhere she turned, trolls charged at her. Her vision was a green blur. June began to panic, and she just hoped that Rai would wake up and become a lion to help. As the crowd of trolls closed in upon her, June reached deep within herself to summon an epic amount of magical power. She closed her eyes and her entire body shined bright white and rays of light shot out of her like a star. A crushing wave of magical energy blasted out from June like an earthquake. The invisible force knocked the trolls away in all directions. It was like a powerful wave of magic thundering out away from June. June opened her eyes to see every troll knocked out on the ground. Unfortunately, the blast did not spare the ninjas, and they were also knocked down. They struggled to their feet, holding their heads in pain. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, said June, running and jumping over piles of trolls laying on the ground to get to the ninjas. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know. Uh It's all right said Ben-Ben, blinking his eyes and looking around. "I I think we were all about to be troll dinner anyway. Now, let's all get inside the mountain before these trolls wake up. The ninjas shook their heads and tried to snap out of the fog that June's blast set them in. June ran into the mountain and the ninjas followed. As they entered the mountain, they could hear more cave trolls. Their roars and growls echoed off the stone walls of the tunnels. June stopped and thought for a moment, considering the information that the soothsayer had magically placed in her mind. "'It's this way, come on,' she said, and began sprinting down one of the tunnels. This place was a maze. Paths often split into two, three, and sometimes four different hallways. Some tunnels angled up, and some sloped down. It was a twisty, windy mess. Torches hung on walls casting shadows, There was no way they would have been able to get down to Home River without the knowledge that the soothsayer placed in June's mind. All June had to do was think of the mountain, and she could see a map in her head. The group hustled for a bit through the tunnels, following June. "'Are we going in circles?' asked Stella. "'I am so lost.' "'Don't worry,' said June.' It feels like we're just meandering, but we are getting closer. There's a, there's a big room up ahead, like a really big room. And once we get past that, it's a straight shot to Home River. As they approached the big room, June turned to address the ninjas. All right, the huge room is up ahead, but, but our tunnel ends high up above the floor, and there's no staircase leading down. I think we should just get on our bellies and crawl to the edge to peek inside. You don't know what's in there? asked Stella. "'No, that's not on my mental map,' answered June. The heroes all crawled to the edge of the tunnel and rested on their bellies, peeking their heads up just enough to see what was in this huge room. Inside this cave was a shiny black tree. It looked like it was made of polished stone. The trunk and branches all featured sharp edges and angles, Faint moonlight shone down from high above through a hole in the ceiling that apparently went all the way to the top of the mountain, above the clouds. Beneath the tree was a pool of thick, black mud. Bubbles rose to the surface of this black pit and popped, releasing awful-smelling gases. Even though this mysterious tree was clearly not made of wood, Tiny white flowers grew from the branches. Even from high above, the ninjas and June could tell that the flowers were delicate and likely grew from the moonlight shining into the room. These tiny little white flowers dotted every branch of the tree. The heroes watched as a flower fell, floating gently down to the stinky black bubbling pool below. The flower rested on the surface of the oozing liquid and soon sank out of sight. A second later, the black swamp roiled and bubbled loudly, and right where the flower sank, a creature emerged. The beast was covered in the nasty goo, and it trudged to the edge of the pool, pulling itself out and onto the brown stone floor of the cave. The creature wiped the sludge off its body to reveal a cave troll. Oh my gosh, did we just watch a cave troll being born? Asked Ben-Ben, astonished. This is so weird, said Tatiana. We need to get to the entrance on the other side, said June. Over there, see down near the tree. June pointed to a cave opening way down on the floor of the big open room, not far from this strange cave troll-making tree. There were other cave trolls down there milling about, cleaning black gunk off their bodies, probably ones that had been recently created like the troll they just saw climb out of the black stuff. "'I can get us down there, I think,' said Stella. "'It's not too far. I can teleport us all right in front of the opening.' But then we gotta run away quick, because those new cave trolls will come after us for sure. Everyone agreed this was the best plan for getting across the big room. June and the ninjas closed their eyes, because they figured that's what you're supposed to do when you get teleported. Stella closed her eyes, so she could better focus her magic. In a flash, they were all suddenly across the room, still laying on their bellies. Before she opened her eyes, June heard Ben-Ben yell, Run! all the trolls around them, who had just been born or created or whatever just happened, charged at the ninjas out of instinct. They roared and stomped to the heroes, who jumped up to their feet and rushed out of the big room at top speed. The new trolls were not yet stable on their feet, and they stumbled in their pursuit of the ninjas. Soon, the hollering of the beasts was far behind the heroes as they continued following June through the dark tunnels of Troll Mountain. Eventually, June slowed down and stopped. They all caught their breath and Tatiana asked, What now? It's right through there, said June, pointing further down the tunnel. Everyone smiled. Seriously? asked Ben-Ben. Well, let's go. The group jogged down the hallway, through an opening, and out into another room. But it wasn't a room like the others. It was like outside. They were deep underground, beneath Troll Mountain, but this room was just like they had stepped outside. The ground was covered in mosses and grass. There were even trees and bushes growing all around. And a river. There was a small river flowing through the room. The heroes ran toward the river and were immediately descended upon by trolls. Some random cave trolls were wandering about near the river and they turned and charged the heroes. June, confident in her powers now, rushed forward and blasted the trolls with her magic. They were knocked down to the ground, and some were blasted with such force that they were thrown completely across the river. Ben-Ben and Bulis dealt with the other trolls before Stella and Tatiana could even reach the edge of the river. Soon the room was quiet, and the peaceful sound of the river echoed off the cave walls. A number of different boats stuck out of the water, resting halfway on land. For a minute or two, everyone just stood looking all around, taking it all in. This was one of the most incredible places any of them had ever been. Home River. A magical river beneath Troll Mountain. Thanks, said June. Me and Rye wouldn't have made it if not for you all. I, I can't believe I'm actually going home. Before anyone could say anything, June leaned in and hugged Stella. Thanks for taking my curse. I hope it's not too bad. No worries, said Stella. I probably got one of the silly ones. June said her goodbyes and gave hugs to the rest of the ninjas. They helped her push a little rowboat into the water and she stepped inside. Be sure to stay away from those fairy rings from now on, said Tatiana as the boat floated off down home river. Or maybe jump in one to come visit sometime. June just smiled and waved. She was nearly in tears and felt so many different things at once. She was excited to finally be going home and she was sad to be leaving her new friends and she was scared that what if Home River didn't work? What if the soothsayer was lying? But all she could do now was sit and wait. The little boat carried her and down downriver until the ninjas were out of sight, and the boat entered a skinny tunnel. The tunnel was thin and dark. June hoped that when she floated out of this tunnel she would see her familiar backyard and the oak tree she knew so well. But when the boat floated out of the tunnel, she found herself in a room much like the one before. Still beneath Troll Mountain— with the same grass and mosses and trees and cave openings leading up into the rest of the mountain. And cave trolls. At first, they didn't notice her. June stayed as still as she could. Even with her powers, she was scared to face these trolls without the ninjas nearby, all alone. She looked ahead and saw another tunnel. If she could just reach that tunnel before the cave trolls saw her, she would be out of sight and wouldn't have to deal with them. But, as she expected, the trolls noticed her well before that, and just like cave trolls do, they started shouting and alerting all the cave trolls within earshot. In seconds, twenty huge cave trolls descended upon June in her little boat. They splashed out into the water, reaching for June's boat. June looked around and noticed that there were no other boats in this room. She reached out with her fingers spread wide and blasted the trolls with her magic as they waded out into the river to get to her. Unfortunately, the force of her blasts didn't knock the trolls far away like usual, it only knocked them back a little into the water. The river was acting like a cushion, keeping the trolls from being knocked around by her blasts. The trolls got closer and closer, now smashing the hull of her boat with their clubs. June frantically used her magic to keep them away but they surrounded the boat and were on all sides of it now. It rocked violently and June was nearly thrown out of the boat and into the river. One troll reached out for June, and before she could blast him back down into the water, its claw swiped and left a deep scratch on her forearm. Rye, help! June cried out, desperately hoping that Rye could use his magic as a last resort. The cat lifted its head up out of June's backpack and surveyed the danger all around. He leaped from the bag and onto one of the benches on the little boat. The attacking trolls splashed water on Rye. And Rai, like most cats, did not like water. He hissed at the trolls and swiped at them with his cat claws. June felt the boat tip down behind her and turned to see Rai's huge lion body was weighing the entire boat down and it would surely sink if he continued to grow. Luckily, Rai wanted to get as far away from the splashing water as he could. He leaped up into the air and just like before, he didn't come down. He grew to his full size, as big as the biggest lion, and flew through the air. Rai swooped down to the surface of the water and slashed at the cave trolls. Some of them he grabbed in his teeth and paws and threw them ashore. He roared at them so loud that a wave beached them right back onto the ground. The trolls that weren't knocked out fled out of the room and off into the maze of tunnels. Rai flew back down to June, and the boat began to sink in the water until he returned to his cat's size and climbed back into June's bag for another nap. The water gently slapped the side of the little boat, and June continued on into the next dark, skinny tunnel. This little tunnel did not open up into another room. It didn't open up to anywhere. The darkness became complete, and June could see nothing at all. She grew so tired that she could no longer sit on the bench of the rowboat. She lay down in the boat and quickly fell into a deep sleep. She woke to the sound of water splashing against the side of the boat. June lifted her head up and looked around. She was groggy and still quite tired. The boat was stuck ashore in the river, rocked by the gently flowing water but not going anywhere. June immediately checked in her bag to find Rye was waking up as well. He perked up and leaped out of the bag, bounding onto the shore and sniffing around. June slid her backpack on over her shoulders and stepped out of the boat. Everything looked familiar. A little bit familiar, at least. She wasn't quite sure until she saw the big old oak tree up near her house. She scrambled up into her backyard and noticed the fairy ring. She stepped around it carefully. June ran up to the house, calling out, Mom! Mom! Her mom rushed outside, fearing something had happened. June! June! Hey! 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 What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you all right? Her mom asked. I'm back! I'm back, Mom! It's okay, said June. You're back, huh? Back from what? Asked her mom. You and Rye go on an adventure? I, I'm back. I'm back from everything. I was... How long have I been out here playing? Asked June. Not too long, but long enough to get a rough scratch on your arm, I see. Said her mom. She reached out and lifted June's arm up to get a better look. Eh, uh, it doesn't look too bad, but y- you should come in so we can clean it up. Did you fall? Um, no. Uh, not really. I, uh, uh, I don't know said June, and she remembered when the cave troll had scratched her, and she realized that it was real. It had all happened. As June was led inside by her mom, she turned and looked again at the fairy ring. She wondered if it went both ways. Could things from the valley come into this world? Did she still have her powers? Did Rai... Could she ever go back through that fairy ring, or or maybe through a different one? So many questions flashed through her mind. But as she went inside, she was just happy to be home. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks again, June, for helping craft a great story. Adios.